the seventeenth adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf how siegfried was mourned and buried they tarried there that night and then crossed the rhine heroes never went to so woeful a hunt for one thing that they slew many women wept and many a good knight's body paid for it of overweening pride ye shall hear now and grim vengeance hagen bade them bear dead siegfried of the nibelung land before the chamber where kriemhild was and charged them to lay him secretly outside the door that she might find him there when she went forth to mass or it was day the which she was wont to do the minster bell was rung as the custom was fair kriemhild waked her maidens and bade them bring her a light and her vesture then a chamberlain came and found siegfried he saw him red with blood and his garment all wet but he knew not yet that he was his king he carried the light into the room in his hand and from him kriemhild heard evil tidings when she would have gone with her women to the minster the chamberlain said lady stop a murdered knight lieth on the threshold woe is me cried kriemhild what meanest thou by such news or she knew for certain that it was her husband she began to think on hagen's question how he might guard him from that moment her dole began for with his death she took leave of all joy she sank on the floor speechless they saw the miserable woman lying there kriemhild's woe was great beyond measure and after her swoon she cried out that all the chamber rang then said her attendants what if it be a stranger but the blood burst from her mouth by reason of her heart's anguish and she said nay it is siegfried my dear husband brunhild hath counselled it and hagen hath done it the lady bade them show her where the hero lay she lifted his beautiful head with her white hands albeit he was red with blood she knew him straightway pitifully the hero of the netherland lay there the gentle good queen wailed in anguish woe is me for this wrong thy shield is unpierced by swords thou liest murdered if i knew who had done this deed i would not rest till he was dead all her attendants wailed and cried with their dear mistress for they were woe for their noble master that they had lost foully had hagen avenged brunhild's anger the sorrowful one said go and wake siegfried's men quickly and tell siegmund also my dole that he may help me to mourn for brave siegfried then a messenger ran in haste where siegfried's heroes of the nibelung land lay and took from them their joy with heavy tidings they believed it not till they heard the wailing the messenger also came quickly where the king was siegmund slept not i ween his heart told him what had happened and that he would see his dear son never more arouse thee sir siegmund kriemhild my lady hath sent me for wrong hath been done her that lieth heavier on her heart than any other hath done thou shalt help her to mourn for it is thy sorrow also uprose sir siegmund then and said what is fair kriemhild's grief whereof thou tellest me the messenger answered weeping she mourneth with cause bold siegfried of the netherland is slain but siegmund said jest not with these evil tidings of my son and say to none that he is slain for never to my life's end could i mourn him enow if thou believest not what i tell thee hearken thyself to kriemhild how she maketh dole for siegfried's death with all her maidens then siegmund feared and was sore affrighted with an hundred of his men he sprang out of his bed 
they grasped their long swords and keen with their hands and ran sorrowfully where they heard the sound of weeping a thousand of siegfried's knights came running they thought not on their vesture till they were there for they had lost their wits through grief mickle woe was buried in their hearts then came siegmund to queen kriemhild and said woe is me for our journey hither who among such good friends hath murderously robbed me of my child and thee of thy husband if i knew that answered the noble woman i were ever his foe with heart and soul trust me i would so contrive his hurt that all his friends by reason of me would yet weep for sorrow siegmund took the prince in his arms the grief of his friends was so great that with their loud wailing and their weeping palace and hall and the town of worms rang again none could comfort siegfried's wife they took the clothes off his beautiful body and washed his wounds and laid him on a bier and all his folk were heavy with great grief then spake his knights of the netherland our hands are ready for vengeance he that hath done it is in this house siegfried's men armed them in haste the valiant knights assembled to the number of eleven hundred these had siegmund the mighty king for his following and as his honour bade him he had gladly avenged the death of his son they knew not whom they should fall on if it were not gunther and his men with whom siegfried had gone hunting but when kriemhild saw them armed she was greatly grieved for all her dole and her pain she so feared the death of the nibelungs at the hand of her brother's men that she forbade their vengeance and warned them in love as friend doth with dear friend the sorrowful queen said my lord siegmund what wouldst thou do surely thou knowest not how many bold knights gunther hath if ye come to grips with them ye must certainly perish they stood eager for strife with their shields dressed but the queen begged and commanded them to forbear that they would not grieved or sore she said my lord siegmund let be till more fitting season and i will help thee to avenge my husband verily i will show him that took him from me that he hath done it to his hurt here by the rhine there are so many overweening men that i would have thee for the present forbear from battle for thy one man they have at least thirty god do them as they have done to us tarry here brave knights and mourn with me till it is day and help me to lay my dear husband in his coffin the warriors answered dear lady be it so none might tell to the end the wailing that arose there from knights and women it was so loud that they in the town heard it and the noble burghers hasted thither and mourned with the guests for they were right sorrowful they knew no fault in siegfried for which he had lost his life and the good burgesses wives wept with the women of the court they bade the smiths go and make a coffin of silver and of gold mickle and stark and brace it strongly with good steel right heavy of their cheer were all the folk the night was ended they told them it was day and the queen gave order to bear the dead knight her dear husband to the minster and all the friends he had there followed weeping when they came to the minster how many a bell rang out on all sides they sang requiems thither came king gunther with his men and also grim hagen that had better stayed away gunther said dear sister woe is me for this grief of thine and that this great misadventure hath befallen us we must ever mourn siegfried's death ye do wrongly said the wailing queen if it grieve thee it had never happed i was clean forgotten by thee when thou didst part me from my dear husband would to god thou hadst done it to me instead but they held to their lie and kriemhild went on let him that is guiltless prove it let him go up to the bier before all the folk 
and soon we shall know the truth it is a great marvel and oft times seen even now how that when the murderer standed by the dead the wounds bleed again and so it fell then and hagen's guilt was plain to all the wounds burst open and bled as they had done afore and they that had wept already wept now much more king gunther said hear the truth he was slain by robbers hagen did it not these robbers she answered i know well god grant that his kinsmen's hands may avenge it by yon gunther and hagen it was done siegfried's knight had fain fallen on them but kriemhild said help me to bear my woe gernot her brother and giselher the youth both came and found siegfried dead they mourned for him truly and their eyes were blind with tears they wept for kriemhild's husband from their hearts it was time to sing mass and men and women flocked from all quarters even they that missed him little mourned with the rest gernot and giselher said comfort thee sister for the dead for so it must needs be now we will make it good to thee while we live but comfort her could none his coffin was ready by the middle of the day and they lifted the dead man from the bier whereon he lay but the queen would not let them bury him yet all his folk must first toil sore they wound him in a rich cloth not one i ween was there that wept not uta the noble queen and all her women wailed bitterly for siegfried when the folk heard they sang the requiem and that siegfried was in his chest they crowded thither and brought offerings for his soul amidst of his enemies he had good friends enow then poor kriemhild said to her chamberlain for my sake stint not thy labour for siegfried's soul divide his wealth among them that were well minded to him and are true to me the smallest child if it understood at all must go with its offering or he was buried they sang at the least an hundred masses a day and great was the press among siegfried's friends when they had done singing the folk rose and departed but kriemhild said leave me not alone to watch the valiant knight with his body lieth all my joy three days and three nights will i keep him here till that i have had my fill of my dear husband what if god let death take me too so the sorrow of poor kriemhild were ended the townsfolk went home and priests and monks and all them that had served siegfried she bade tarry heavy were their nights and toilsome their days many a man neither ate nor drank but they that desired it were bidden to take their fill siegmund saw to that no easy time had the nibelungs they say that all that could sing got no rest what offerings were brought the poorest was rich enow for they that had not were bidden bring an offering from the gold of siegfried's own hoard when he lived no more they gave many thousand marks for his soul kriemhild bestowed lands and revenues over all on cloisters and holy men silver and clothes in plenty they gave to the poor she showed plain the love she bare siegfried on the third morning when mass was due the great churchyard by the minster was full of weeping country folk for they served him in death as dear friends should they say that in these four days thirty thousand marks or more were given to the poor for his soul's sake when his beauty and his life were brought to nothing god had been served the song was done the folk were shaken with weeping they bade carry him from the minster to the grave and naught was heard but crying and mourning with loud wail the people followed after none was joyful neither woman nor man they sang and read or they buried him ah what good priest were at his funeral 
or siegfried's wife came to the grave her faithful body was wrung with such grief that they ceased not from sprinkling her with water none could measure her sorrow it was a wonder that she lived her weeping women helped her then said the queen ye men of siegfried as ye love me do me this grace give me in my sorrow this little joy to see his dear head once more she begged this so long and with such bitter weeping that they break open the rich chest then they brought the queen where he was she lifted his lovely head with her white hand and kissed him her bright eyes for grief wept blood it was a pitiful parting then they carried her thence for she could not walk and she lay in a swoon as her fair body would have perished for sorrow when the noble knight was buried they that were come with him from the land of the nibelungs made measureless dole little joy was seen in siegmund for three whole days some neither ate nor drank for woe longer than that their bodies endured it not and so they ate and got well of their grief as many a one doth still Creamhild lay senseless in a swoon all that day and that night till the next morning she knew nothing that they said and in like case lay also king siegmund scarce got the knight his wits again for his strength was weakened by reason of his great dole it was no wonder then his men said sir knight let us home we may not tarry longer here end of the seventeenth adventure